Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 31 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we come here after uh, a hell of a stage one finals, right? A, a fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people calling it the best series in Overwatch history, um, which is crazy. Crazy talk. Yes, there's so many matches at this point. Um, but best best match in Overwatch League, possibly. Honestly, um, definitely I mean, better than last year's finals. I was just about to say, certainly better than uh, really London. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the finals, Joe, let's let's just jump right into uh, the stage one playoffs in general because uh the fir- uh, uh, the first game w- we already have something that's super shocking maybe not super shocking to some people i i don't know the new york excelsior uh a team 7 and 0 looking fantastic looking unbeatable uh continue to choke in the playoffs as they lose to the soul dynasty 3 to 1 um <laughs> I don't think anyone expected this. I don't think Soul expected this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> interviews with like Fissure after the game. Fissure's like basically saying that uh, he didn't expect it at all, and that they, I don't know, it, didn't, it did not seem like Soul cared about this game going into it, especially after like um, after their tiebreaker with San Francisco, where they decided to throw in all their all their bench players. And they kind of mentioned, no, I just want to give our players a break. And and it seemed like they didn't really even care about the stage playoffs too much, Joe. How do they win? How do they beat the New York Excelsior? Uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised. I mean, you know, you talk about, oh, you know, New York's going to choke in the playoffs. But, like, this was, like, this looked, like, worse than a choke. Like, <laughs> like, like I wouldn't have described it as, like, it would, they were just playing, like, really like not well <laughs> with i mean you know basically no explanation i mean yeah it was, it was just a weird series i mean yeah. it was a cool series they it got was a they weird get, series yeah they got closer for sure the last two last two maps uh they looked like they were a little bit more in it i thought the reverse sweep might happen but um yeah they they definitely choked <laughs> um that was I, I don't know what what is what is wrong i i got a a tweet from uh the esports writer that said that was like some ridiculous they're like four new york excels like 41 and 6 in regular season games but in stage playoffs and like and season playoffs combined they're four and five um and they're currently on a four game losing streak in playoffs yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> that's just ridiculous because you it's when when it comes to being an analyst and a fan it's like night and day what your feelings are about the NYXL during like the regular season or the regular part of the stage they're dominant they're the best team by far they look so good so clean and then you go to stage playoffs or you go to regular season playoffs and this team looks awful <laughs> they look completely different and nervous and there's definitely a curse there joe will they ever break it is the question i i mean hopefully we'll find out i mean <laughs> at this point in the uh in the season you know yeah I mean, if they've I got did... some time yet to turn it around um but which is to, to even have to say that to a team that went undefeated in stage one is <laughs> it's know, just exactly. interesting um Exactly. They could go undefeated like they could go undefeated overall the entire season, but I would still predict them to lose in the first round of the playoffs every single stage, Joe. <laughs> That's what I'm going with from now on. <laughs> um but yeah, the second second match of the day, uh towards more expectations, Vancouver Titans 3-0ing Boston Uprising. Um I kind of mentioned I kind of mentioned this in my predictions. I I think that Boston, it's pretty awesome that they made stage playoffs, uh, but beating Vancouver was 
something I, I doubted they could do, and I, I think I was correct here. Um, they, they looked okay, and I, I think Vancouver is, uh, now that we know Vancouver's dominant, um, they looked okay. Right, Joe? Um, it, it, all things considered, this was a fantastic stage one um, <laughs> compared to expectations, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> just um, you know partly a just a factor of um, you, you know maybe maybe who they played or how they played. Um, you know, having weird, weird roster stuff going on too. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's gonna get more and more of a clearer picture, I think, as we keep going. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, through the season, but yeah, it's just definitely promising stuff. Yeah, um, making stage playoffs for them was a, a fantastic achievement. Um, then we had to Friday. Um, this is this was like the one game me and Joe differentiated on on our playoff bracket. Uh, I guess I should we should mention our playoff playoff bracket. A little bit of a flub we had, Joe. Um, we completely forgot about the reseeding. After after the second round, we treated it like a normal bracket. Um, so, uh, we at first at first we posted our bracket, um, and Joe had realized, oh, I did the seeds wrong because um, <laughs> what was it? You had you Wait, just I had, had uh, Philly and or Philly's match and Toronto's match. I had on the wrong side of the bracket that didn't exist. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, I better, I better fix that. <laughs> and then you fixed it, and then we got a reply from uh, Totally Drunk, a uh, friend of the podcast. Thank you uh, f- for the reply, reminding us of uh, reseeding. And it just so happened that when we took reseeding into account, our very first bracket where we were didn't take reseeding into account, and we also. T- completely got the seeds wrong if it was a normal bracket uh turns out we were completely right uh with that, with that bracket uh, it was a perfect graphic so um sort of i guess we, <laughs> i guess sort of a perfect graphic um it's a perfect bracket joe yeah <laughs> did anybody we, have a perfect bracket for these playoffs that's the, that's the real question <laughs> yeah true it's way more likely um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, that, that was our little, <laughs> little playoff mix up. If you saw it go down on Twitter, we, we posted many brackets. Uh, we finally had the right one. Um, uh, but this, this next game was the one first round game, I believe Joe, where we differentiated because I picked the Atlanta rain and you picked the Philadelphia fusion and you were correct. Um, you were absolutely correct. And uh, this was the second time this stage Philadelphia Fusion has beaten Atlanta Rain, and I think this one was a little bit more dominant fashion. It went to five maps last time. This one only four. Um, Philadelphia, of course, keeping it close in each map, um, but looking like looking like the better team, right? Yeah, uh, and even after Atlanta pulled out Elios um, there on the first map, but yeah, um, you know it's uh, unfortunately not a. Uh, foreshadowing necessarily of uh the next round for philly but um but, but yeah pulled off some uh really nice plays coming through uh, uh king's row volskaya and route 66 then were the other maps um they, yeah they, they look nice you know atlanta um <laughs> you, you know having having been there having made it to finals um it's, it's sort of um uh, to, to extent like we were talking about for Boston that you know that's it's a great step for them definitely for stage one I'm sure they're really satisfied with that I don't know if you saw the the clip um DeFran went on stream like immediately afterwards um and he was talking about well you know what my problem was that the second half of this match I got hungry <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's and that's why he didn't play well is uh. because he got hungry like around Volska <laughs> yeah okay. okay I can so, see that <laughs> that's yeah. the official explanation Dang. but uh At halftime, it, it, they should have fed him yeah was, that's what people were saying they're just like oh you know atlanta's expansion team they've never done this before they they, they they've got <laughs> they've got to remember to feed their players yeah i guess so <laughs> anyway but yeah it was it was really good i know poco had a really good series um on the diva in particular but uh yeah you know philly playing like the better team this uh quarterfinal round oh yeah um Definitely. Atlanta, another team, though, 
and uh, just like maybe the next team, the next losing team, Toronto, uh, both these teams, expansion teams, that sh- that should be proud that they're here in the stage one playoffs. That's pretty impressive. Um, Toronto got 3-0'd by San Francisco Shock. Um, uh, it was a nice clean sweep. Any? <laughs> Do you have anything you want to talk about with this game? I, I expected it to be sort of a clean sweep. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole Twitch vibe was like, just over an hour for the entire match which was yeah. notable um but yeah no it was like um you know super surprised not really um to, to like for toronto to pick up a what number three seat i guess they had um i was pretty surprised about or or maybe they were four whatever tied for third uh i was pretty surprised I, i'm not quite sure they're um playing to that level yet um you know and obviously we saw shock just sort of destroyed them but um, you know that's not to say, and, and not to say that they're not, um, you know, you know, a good team, but definitely not, uh, definitely didn't show up to this series. Um, you know, definitely not on San Francisco's level, at least, you know, in this stage one. Because you know, we're talking about stage two is going to be completely different, probably. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was not super entertaining, if only because it wasn't very close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's safe to say that Toronto is. Uh, not the third best team in the Overwatch League. Uh, oh yeah, I think I think it's safe to say that. But um, yeah, they they got a little bit of a clean clean swept. I think they had a easier schedule this stage though. Toronto did. Um, so that's why they they went five and two, right? Which is a great yeah. record. That's when you could say your team's five and two. That's that's nice. Um. But yeah, they 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 lost to San Francisco. I think everyone expected them to lose. Um, I wonder I wonder how this would have went though if it if Atlanta ended up playing Toronto instead. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. They went five and two with like a mid table schedule. Actually, uh, only the the twelfth hardest in the league by win percentage. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Toronto. Uh, it's it's Toronto. You know, you gotta. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you're comparing it to the NBA team, the NBA A team always looks really good in the regular season and then loses in the playoffs. So they're, they're the NYXL of the NBA almost. There you go. Yeah. Um, That's how to do it. then we move on to Saturday. We, uh, got some four overwatch all day. Um, soul dynasty looking like, uh, they were out to prove that NYXL did choke and they are, that they are not actually good. Um, getting forward by <laughs> by Vancouver, um, and I look at too good while doing it. I mean, Bumper just I think sort of bodied Fisher this game, if you ask me. Um, yeah, these Vancouver guys are good, uh, and def- I mean, going into it, I think to mention the Fisher interview again, I think even Fisher said their team is better at goats. We're screwed. Kind we're of. gonna lose the next round. Yeah. <laughs> Literally saying we're gonna lose. I don't. I don't. We're not gonna win. There's not much clearer than that that you can get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, soul outperforming what everybody thought they were going to. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely a good sign for them. Um, you know, and once they'll be able to, I think part of the quote-unquote issue with this stage one meta is just how like inflexible it is and, and so once we get teams like um you, you know chunk dude's a great example but even like soul um they're gonna be able to have a little bit more flexibility hopefully um in stage two is gonna be really um you know we'll actually be able to see uh, what kinds of things they can actually do <laughs> yeah um i i completely agree with you there uh, and I think Souls got the talent. Clearly, we saw it here in Goats meta, and I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Goats is is even necessarily like their strongest type because they're they're a somber Goats team, um, and as we know, the somber Goats teams uh, get easily figured out in the end of everything. Um, Dallas Fuel teams like that. So somber Goats, it's fun, but it's not. It's I think it's clearly the inferior type of Goats. And Seoul was a was a somber goats team, so I think I think uh, once we get to a new meta, I think Seoul will benefit for sure, and I think this is a good sign for for Seoul Dynasty fans who I mean this was their um, this was their shining moment because they're finally here in stage playoffs. 
um, for the first time ever, right? Yeah. 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 Well, for both teams. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, so th- th- this is just a big moment for Soul Dynasty in general um, because last year they they weren't that good. Maybe maybe they'll actually be good this year. Well, that'd be fantastic because that's the only Korean team in this league. So yeah, um, we would love some Korean fans to, to love their team, and hopefully it, it's good. San Francisco Shock, Philadelphia Fusion, <clears throat> another 4-0. Um, another 4-0 and uh, Philadelphia kind of getting shut down uh, <laughs> on Ilios 2-0 Hollywood 3-0 Rialto 3-0 um, and even Volskaya 4-2 in that, sec- in that second go around getting completely shut down in a, in a 2-0 fashion there um, but 4-2 overall Joe as a Philadelphia Fusion fan <laughs> What, what went it, wrong? <laughs> it was it was not fun to watch. Uh, that's no. that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, looking back at because um, uh, I watched the series and then I also watched um, that Jane did live stream um, through every playoff game, mm-hmm. and so those are on YouTube. You actually you can actually go look at those. But um, yeah, he he was watching this too, um, and his his joke was uh, falling back to elk was the problem. <laughs> the, the whole time yes. <laughs> and so th- there would be some misplay and he'd be like you know elk why are you throwing but, <laughs> but uh but yeah it was not a great uh not a great series uh for philly um and you know and, and i don't know uh I, I think it's definitely fair to say that it's not all because they were playing poorly um that you know as we saw in the finals you know san francisco really uh, showed up to these playoffs and you know being the only team to I guess not the only team but um, one of the only teams uh, here in the league that's been able to stand up to Vancouver at all um, and you know really showing what they're made of and uh, you know a four a 4-0 over Philly uh, you know as disappointing as that was might have been to me but uh, definitely necessary um, to, to, to show up I think for San, uh, for San Francisco yeah, um, San Francisco looking really good. Moving on to face Vancouver on Sunday. I just feel bad for everyone who got tickets to Saturday's Saturday's games, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, we're gonna get some great matches today." Fisher versus Bumper, uh, Fusion. They're the giant killers. They love making stage stage finals, and then they come there, and it's just four o four o, dominant fashion. That's a boring day of Overwatch for you. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they got tickets to Sun. Nate and Answer should have just been at the door at the end of that day, handing out tickets to Sunday. Like, I am so sorry. Here you go. Come back tomorrow, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, the next day, everything ever there were there were no like map fives in round one. There were no going to game seven. There were no map five fives in in round two either. Even though it was best of seven. Um, but then all that sacrifice. All those three ones, three O's, four O's uh, were sacrificed in order for us to get an insane series, Joe, on Sunday on national television, ABC, the San Francisco Shock and the Vancouver Titans gave us a series for the ages and they just kept trading off back and forth. It went San Francisco winning map one on Nepal two to one. Umbani 1-0, Vancouver, and then Temple over to Shock, Dorado over to Titans, Ilios over to Shock, then Titans on uh, King's Row, and then uh, you'd expect Shock if this this was a pattern, but Titans ended up winning the last map 4-3. to There's so much to dive into because both of these teams looked absolutely insane, and this was the, the highest level of Overwatch we saw all season. There's no doubt in my mind there. Um, God, this game was so much fun. I was entertained the entire time. Um, my girlfriend was very upset because she uh, didn't get to be with me, and I was I was obsessed with this game. Uh, um, on that on that fateful Sunday, Joe, let's talk about San Francisco first because they lost. So they did. Maybe, 
maybe people are gonna forget about them more but joe do they deserve to be forgotten here because they looked really good and probably the best contender uh against vancouver this season despite i mean you had guangzhou and chung du of course taking him to five maps but um i think san francisco looked even better and looked like they were figuring out vancouver's weaknesses a little better too absolutely yeah i'd say so i mean you know even um you know, map map six, Shock was on match point. Um, you, you know that could have easily gone the other way there at King's Row, um, and even though um, map seven when we went to Rialto uh, brought us Vancouver shattering their previous world record of Rialto mm-hmm. completion by like a minute, uh, you know even though you know that was people like oh you know Vancouver just decided okay fine we actually have to win this now, um, and and flipped whatever switch and decided to to play well but no i think um it it was a really close series it was a really exciting series um and yeah san francisco just played their hearts out Uh, i mean both teams did (laughs) what they saw after uh like after map five or something i think it was that they did um they mentioned on stream you know sinatra was just saying i just want to win so we can go home (laughs) because it was just a long series and it was it was draining um you know for both teams and um, when you get to that, and you can you can uh, you can hold out. What was at that point a, a nine and zero uh, uh, Vancouver team, the only undefeated team left in the league so far. Um, that, that's really super notable. Uh, yeah, you see, you say that, Joe, but we uh, we go back to state. We go we go back to stage two here, and we take a look at the standings, and New York XL is magically still undefeated. Um, that's true that's true <laughs> we'll talk about that in in a second actually where i want to talk about go over stage one and what we liked and what we didn't but vancouver looking super good i, I gotta give credit to them on rialto i remember thinking back to the rialto game uh that happened saturday against seoul where um they did let up three points against seoul as well on on rialto on defense and then just like it, it was a very odd Rialto game because people don't often finish Rialto. So when Seoul finished Rialto, it was like, oh, they're going to win this map. And Vancouver Titans, they also beat a world record on Saturday, as you mentioned, Joe, on Rialto. Um, and, and just ran it down, ran it down that map almost perfectly uh, and ended up winning the Rialto map. So when San Francisco Shock got three points on Rialto on Sunday, I was like, is Vancouver about to do that again? Like, it seems like their Rialto defense is kind of subpar, and then their Rialto offense is the best in the league and the best in the world by far. Um, and I think they definitely proved that with their world record run just straight down that map. And once once they did that, almost perfectly just steamrolled them. Like, I, I, I don't think anyone doubted that they were going to win this map at that point. They had such a, such a time-bank advantage. Um, and ended up just winning it, and it, it it got close. It got down to like a minute, I think. But um, it was interesting. I it, I was thinking to myself the day the day uh, someone ties on payload is the day we have the greatest match of Overwatch of all time, Joe. Uh, <laughs> it's possible. That, yeah, it's exactly. Possible. If you get just. The, as close to finishing as you possibly can you tie on payload because you have the same number um you have the same distance that would be that or, or the... for, for most payload maps if you just get um stopped at the the completion point like on point a or on point b uh, it'll do that too because because for most payload maps the cart stops briefly true. so yeah that's the other way to tie that's probably the best chance we get. either either right before you finish the point or something, or that that's probably the best. That that's gonna be like a map. I was just imagining like if they tied Rialto here and we had to go to a map eight, how insane that would have been. Yeah, <laughs> the crowd yeah, would like, be killed. Uh, Dorado B. I know the cart doesn't stop when you hit the point, so that's I, I think an exception though, rather than the rule for most escort yeah. points. Yeah, they like, they're all over. There's there's some points that that move, some points that don't. It's all over the place, depending map to map. 
Uh, but yeah, let's. We talked about San Francisco Shock. I I think they really outperformed themselves, and I think they're they really um, they had some ups and downs at the beginning of the stage, and then right now they look really really good and like a top tier team. They're finally reaching that peak level here, uh, even though they lost this game. On the other side, Vancouver Titans. I think we have to go. I think we have to like give this team credit because they. I don't know. They sort of proved that that expansion teams are, are, you don't mess with them and almost almost proved. I mean, some people say, hey, maybe this runaway roster could have beaten teams in Overwatch League last year. Um, at this time. To that, I, to that, I say probably not. It's just goats. Like if if <laughs> if Runaway was playing in the metas that the Overwatch League was playing in, they probably would have lost. Uh, but I think it was just the fact that Runaway is practiced in goats have has played a seven map series uh, against. God, why can't I remember who they played against right now? Against oh, Kung uh, Pantera. Yeah, Kung Pantera. Yeah. Um, played a seven map series of goats against Kung Pantera to win. They've played. They've played a crazy, uh, crazy amount of goats compared to Overwatch League teams. So they've got the experience. They went in saying, "Hey, we we've been playing this meta for like seven months sure. in the off season and towards towards the end of their last season. So they totally uh, came into this stage knowing knowing what they were ready for. And they also, I mean, this team is just." This team's awesome. As a runaway fan, I, I love this team so much. Um, Still undefeated. Yeah. From uh, contenders all the way to now. <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, you got to give them, you got to give these these guys so much, so much credit. And I don't know how well they're gonna do next stage with with meta changes, and that's gonna be the big question going into stage two. But you got to give them credit for stage one and looking absolutely dominant uh, in goats meta and i think proving to the proving to the league that they're the best goats team and using sort of bumper in a way that nyxl uses jonak putting all the support on jonak they put all their support on bumper and they they let him go wild um as a reinhardt joe is a reinhardt player do you wish your team would support you like <laughs> like and NY- our vancouver does to bumper I mean, you certainly make uh, bigger plays, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, bumper, bumper, and super. Um, you yeah. know, that was a matchup. Uh, you know, almost we didn't know we needed until it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't not mention super, and you can't not mention like Sinatra, who I think I would say was the best, best Zarya in stage one. Um, he was fantastic, uh, and both super and Sinatra were the were sort of the kids that just turned 18. They were they were the guys that came in the middle of middle of uh, the season last year. Um, and now now they're here as two of the best players in the league um, and and both Americans, may I say, Joe. America. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's Mr. 150K and also Super. Mhm. And the thing <laughs> the thing is Sinatra's like still like one of the only public salaries, so he's like Everyone's like that guy makes the most money. He must. That's all we know. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this was a fantastic series, Joe. It was amazing. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you should go back and look at it. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> that's my one game for you to rewatch, and I think it's obvious that you should rewatch this one. Um, Joe, if if it weren't this one, which one would you go and rewatch? Yeah, so other than the finals, uh, my pick uh, to rewatch the series is um, all the way back in the first round, the the Seoul New York game, actually. Um, you know, not because uh, you know maybe if you're a New York fan, you don't want to watch that one, but uh, but just in general, they they played four maps, um, and all four maps had something special on there. Um, it's been like a week since they played it, so I don't know if I could, could come up with it all off the top, off the top of my head. But um, you know, Ilios, that soul rolled out on this this lineup that no one, uh, you know, even in the production, uh, knew knew what to think of. Um, 
and their second map that they played, which was I don't know, Kings Row probably. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, this is the second map, and then they played Volskaya and um, ended on. Uh, wait for it, wait for it, Rialto, I think. I see this is great. But they played four maps, all four maps were really cool, um, and, and ended um, entertainingly. Um, and it was an entertaining series, unless you're a New York fan. So you should go back and look at it. <laughs> Once again, New York fans, don't watch it. Uh, you will cry. Um, yeah. MVP of the playoffs, Joe. Uh, I went with, I think it was an obvious one, because he was he was definitely the MVP of the finals, uh hacksaw who uh went on a tear apparently according to other vancouver titans team members uh once ha- once san francisco was putting up a good fight hacksaw just hacksaw is usually pretty quiet but he just started talking in team comps and he really really wanted to win um and yeah i hacksaw just looked fantastic on brigida uh, i think someone on reddit mentioned like I didn't know you could look like you were super skilled at Brigida, but he did. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Haxel completely deserved it. Um, I think I think overall Bumper's probably the best player of the stage, but definitely during the playoffs, Haxel stepped it up a, stepped it up a bit, and he really really wanted uh, to prove Runaway and Vancouver Titans best best team this stage. Yeah. Um, and then my pick. Um... You know, similar sort of thing also from a uh, finals team. Uh, but in this case, I'm going to pick uh, Moth from San Francisco Shock as my playoffs MVP. Um, just because, uh, you know, particularly in this last series, uh, just the amazing Lucio play uh, he brought in for his team, um, you know, enabling uh, so many other big moments that we think of uh, from that series and you know, for the rest of the series, um, you know, because of just you know strategic boops and good positioning um and just being conscious of the things that needed to happen um there for his team and yeah moth really being able to pull that out uh was really cool to watch um you know especially if you're a support player you know you could learn mm-hmm. a thing or two from him i'm sure everyone on san francisco really stepped up um including moth uh san francisco is should be everyone's mvp of the playoffs for giving us an amazing series but yeah, that that was stage one playoffs, stage one finals. Stage one is completely over now. We're in a little bit of a week break here, Joe. Uh, That's true. We don't have we don't have Overwatch. That's why this episode's coming out late. By the way, is uh, we had more time, so we said so we got lazy, right, Joe? We got a bit lazy, <laughs> and uh, specifically, we, I had I had some I had a lot of uh, I had a, I had a flight, a very early flight. I needed some rest, but I'm here. I'm well rested. Um, and I'm ready to talk. I, I I mentioned this last week, but I just want to talk about the stage in general. Ask you ask you some thoughts and feelings on on format stuff because um, the stage is over now. I, I think there was some discussion, Joe, towards the end of the stage, sort of about um, stage stage playoffs um, with with the seven game stage schedule. I think. F- flame was the main person who was sort of bringing up arguments about like reseeding and all this stuff um but i i personally have never been the biggest fan of stage playoffs which is ridiculous to say after we got that absolutely fantastic match (laughs) um but i think the rest of we'll always see a good match in the finals with with this format but I don't know if we'll always see good first round matches and good semifinals with this format currently because I, I don't know if these were the eight teams, the best eight teams, right? Because some teams had very hard schedules and could not make it. Some teams had very easy schedules and made it because of it. Um, so I don't think these were the best eight teams we ha- could have had. I don't think these were the best matchups we could have had. And. I mean, Joe, what, where do you see stage playoffs going, specifically for next season, um, when everyone's going to have to travel? Are they going to? Are they even going to have them? Are they going to make teams like travel to to somewhere uh, to do the stage playoffs thing? That's only for money. Doesn't even matter towards towards the season uh, standings. Um, where where do you see this going? Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe they. Um 
t they they take the time to change um, you know some other aspect of uh, of the lead to make them count in some way that that's an option uh, maybe by next season if they're also traveling we have uh, concurrent games I, I would um, you know sort of doubt that but uh, you know I suppose it's possible um, that that they they add concurrent games and so therefore you can have some uh, some more games and some more data uh, while you're while you're looking to come up with uh, playoff teams, uh, you know that can be something. Um, but but yeah, it's there definitely is something lacking. It feels like about um, this you know seven game um, eight player sort of playoff bracket, um, especially when you have um, seventeen out of your twenty teams have at least three wins. Um, you know, and something like twelve. Or, or more uh, have three or four wins uh, in the stage you know there's not not tons of stuff you can do with that that would seem you know ultimately fair uh, and and like you said like we actually have the best eight teams there um, yeah you know as far as far as what to do with that is you know it's hard to say you know if, if we do get more data if they if they change the format maybe they um, you know, somehow make either more significance on the qualification or the um, being in the playoffs themselves. But um, you know, it, hopefully, as the season goes on, it'll be um, it'll start to make a little bit more sense. You know, after we have you know a stages worth of data now, um, in addition to whatever shakes down in stage two, uh, that things might be able to start making a little more sense, or they can, um, you know, uh, even if they don't make sense, we can at least follow them. Um, <laughs> a little better maybe than this than this stage did but yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's a weird uh well it's not a weird experience it's a less than ideal experience yeah um it is i mean because flame flame mentioned the the reseeding's kind of weird just because the seating almost doesn't make sense because and we could see that san francisco shock being like the sixth seed um and and clearly being um the second best team, if not NYXL, the second best overall team um, in this in this stage playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's kind of weird when you only have seven games because you're not playing everyone in the league. It made sense. It made a lot more sense last year because you were playing uh, almost everybody in in each stage. Um, but I think it's I, I don't know. I think it's. I think I've always had a love-hate relationship with stage playoffs. Um, I, I they're they're fun and and they they let they let teams continue to compete and they make sure that teams are still aren't aren't sort of throwing aren't giving up because they they want to play for the money. But there are some situations like I think Soul Dynasty. Um, this stage even like it didn't seem like they cared too much about this. Um, it, 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 there's some teams that I think would rather have a week break and and have a little bit more of a bye week going into stage two, have a little bit more time to prepare. Like there were eight teams here last last weekend, but there were 12 teams that got to, um, well, they were either taking a big break or they were playing on this new patch that we're going to see in stage two um, while all these teams had to play the GOATS patch for a little bit longer, uh, which maybe is a little bit of an advantage for, for the teams that got a break. Um, and while playing for money is nice, some teams just really want to win the entire entire league. And if that takes having a break or if that takes studying up, practicing more, then some teams would rather have that and would rather not fatigue their players out. Um, so stage playoffs, love-hate relationship over here. Um, we've gotten some great games out of it in the end they don't they only matter for money and um i would i would I, I, you could call vancouver the only true undefeated team left but at the end of the day if you look at the standings nyxl still undefeated you can't call them you can't call them like um, you can't call them uh bad now <laughs> you can't call them like seven and one they're seven and oh it says it on the standings that um NYXL was not playing towards their season record there, uh, so it, it, it doesn't. I, the, the, I say this because the desk was calling them 
uh, calling Vancouver the only undefeated team left in the league. And that's just not true. Um, because these, these games do not count towards your record. Uh, New York XL knew that going into the playoffs. They were not playing for their perfect perfect record. So, yeah. Um, for the people trying to push stage playoffs as like a counting towards standings, you are just making things more confusing. It's funny because the desk is in Overwatch League is mainly there to make make things super simplistic for casual viewers, and then they come out and say say things like that because now you're going to confuse the heck out of maybe viewers who don't know that stage playoffs don't count towards their record. They're going to be like, why why is an Overwatch League website updating their standings? NYXL is is not undefeated anymore. Um, they are undefeated. They are. It's true. Uh, any any other things to talk about stage one? I, overall, it was a very entertaining stage. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we've talked about um, stage two is going to be a little bit more varied, uh, gives some teams a little bit more flexibility to like show off what they're good at uh, rather than what they need to be good at. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's gonna be a good stage. It's gonna be a good stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, and in stage two, we get our first uh, away match, home stand, uh, in Dallas. I am so excited. Week four. That's uh, April twenty seventh um, and April twenty eighth. That's that's like a month, exactly a month from now. I'm excited. It's true. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, and we got a new patch. I'm su- I'm super excited, but let's let's move into uh, the news, Joe. Uh, you have added something to our rundown that has recently <sighs> recently occurred on the competitive Overwatch subreddit, and that is in contenders. Um, they have hero switches on uh, on the top left corner uh, for when for when uh, people switch in and switch out into different character or different hero they now have a sort of a scoreboard or a tracker telling us when that happens which is like, like the kill feed yeah yeah it's like the kill feed um which i think people everyone's assuming this is going to go into overwatch league um eventually that's yeah. a that's pretty pretty good quality of life change right joe yeah it makes me wonder you know how they added that um you know, because it's it's not like they're playing on a PTR patch or something that nobody's just noticed that yet. Um, so, you know, so they must have intentionally added that somehow on the patch that they're playing, which, if I had to guess, is probably 1.34. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe even older than that. But uh, but yeah, it looks super cool. Uh, they'll have to change some UI things, I think, because um, it looks a little bit weird. But um, but the the idea is awesome. Uh, it's gonna be really good to be able to follow that up. Um, and be, be be not to clearly see that but uh, to to have that called out too is going to be helpful um, yeah yeah um, yeah gra- some graphic things people mentioning because it's like two arrow one arrow pointing towards one hero and the, another arrow pointing towards the other hero it's it doesn't make too much sense um, but yeah that's that's definitely very helpful um, especially for casual viewers who might not be looking sort of at the top or depending on sort of one of the casters saying, oh, they made the switch. Um, it's very nice to have it there. All-Star Weekend. You can vote. Um, they have announced uh, details on the All-Star Weekend. It's going to uh, start off Wednesday, May 15th. Uh, with with a series of custom games, uh, which is sort of the skills competition, uh, if you're a traditional sports fan, uh, and then Thursday, May sixteenth, is the actual All Star game itself. Um, it's going to be on ESPN two on Wednesday, and then ESPN News on Thursday, of course, on Twitch, OverwatchLeague.com, MLG.com, all of that, and uh, you could vote right now. Um, you. On, on the Overwatch League website, just sign in with your battle.net. You vote for six players, two DPS, two tank, two support for, for the Pacific and for the Atlantic. Um, and yeah, it, it, it goes towards the vote. 
and whoever wins gets to play in in that game um they have a leaderboard right now joe they do. have you voted yet are I you have... are you gonna what does voting close does it say in 31 days so you've got an entire month oh. still yes um End of i April. feel like i should i feel like i should i feel like everyone's voting now but i feel like i'm going to save my vote um for at the end of stage two because we only have one stage of 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 stuff here specifically for for dps players i want to like wait until they can actually play their dps heroes to vote have you voted yet joe i have yeah it it Um, doesn't it doesn't uh, let you go back and look specifically what you voted for but i mean uh as i recall it was um relatively standard i think like currently the the leaders uh for the atlantic division uh jonak and arc for support uh defran and carpe for dps and fusions and poco for the tank line um and uh pacific division we're looking at uh, uh jayhong and yiviltal for support uh jemu and fleta uh for dps and gushui and amang uh for uh tanks so yeah three uh Chengdu Chengdu hunters Chengdu players fan. which is interesting Chengdu but fans coming out evidently yeah um uh, so yeah they said the the six for each division they get voted uh, will make the team as well as I think 12 additional for each division uh, for a total of 18 okay um yeah where where's where are the Vancouver Titans players I think that's the that's the big question right now because they're definitely uh, bumpers probably the best tank player in the league right now you have a bunch of players that on that team that maybe deserve to be on that Pacific <laughs> division <laughs> yes several several were there when I voted um but same here or, but, well, but, when but, i first looked at it oh yeah i voted uh but by now they've been removed <laughs> or they've been passed so the chungdu fans really really coming out hard for their team uh and not to say they don't they don't uh deserve some recognition they're, they've got some very talented players on their team um uh, we've seen that you have, <laughs> you have four chinese would you if i told you there are four gonna be four chinese players on uh on the all-star team last year would you have believed me <laughs> uh i wouldn't have known who they were that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> the shanghai dragons got yeah, more yeah, chinese players <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was gonna say I, knew, I, I i wouldn't have guessed it was gonna be shanghai players that's for sure yeah um yeah that's pretty <laughs> that is pretty crazy four four chinese players on on the all-star roster currently um yeah, I think that I don't know if the, if it stays the same here. I think people should. You can only vote once, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So people, people, in my opinion, people should save their vote until until the last second because we're gonna get some we're gonna get some high level play here in stage two, specifically DPS wise. Um, but yeah, if Jonak Carpet, these ones are these are all fan favorites to be sure. Um, Ryo Jaehong, who, in my opinion, is one of the weaker uh, flex support players in the league. Uh, super popular, obviously. Um, and I'm wondering, I'm actually wondering if it's just the fact that there are so many Chinese Overwatch fans. I'm wondering if that's the reason. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, because yeah. it's just online voting. Hmm. I, I, mean, I should have noticed. I should have realized that before. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, because it's a thing, right? That like Chinese internet voting is very popular or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a thing. That's one of their stereotypes. Well, I mean, that's because that's what they were saying for MVP voting last year, right? Or am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forget. Um, I forget who they were voting for, but. But those Chinese, those Chinese fans, they come out strong when there's a vote. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> they love democracy more than anybody, um, even though they're not democratic. Uh, they would love voting. There's no doubt there about that. Uh, Jane, so this was was this kind of kind of a leak? Oh uh, yeah, um, well this was on stream. If you uh, haven't played the clip, he just says. Uh, like he decides he's going to talk about it. He's like, okay, well this might be a leak, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> That uh, that he's pretty convinced that the Overwatch League teams uh, will have a replay viewer um, uh, even by stage two, uh, which hopefully then will be made public uh, by stage three. 
that's the that's the thing. Okay, so so for the for the for the fans, we will get a viewer stage three, and uh, they will get one stage two, which is fantastic. That's definitely going to be the best way to watch replays for coaches and for. I think I mentioned it on this podcast. Uh, if you, I mean, that was a while ago. If you haven't listened, uh, I don't, I don't blame you guys. But I, I mentioned, I think this is that tool is most fantastic for um, coaches and for analysts and for the players themselves who get to go back. And this will be the best way to watch your replays by far uh, and strategize and look at what you did wrong, uh, which is going to be really good for the skill cap and the skill level of the league everyone's skill level will go up all of a sudden because of that and we'll get maybe some more fancy plays and stuff like that but of course it's awesome for the fans as well to to go in there and and get the best angle the best view possible and uh you can no longer spam tours in in the twitch chat because it will be completely your fault if you miss something yes hopefully hopefully they've made some fixes though since overwatch world cup added casters and stuff like that right yeah it's true at least that's the goal. So, yes, yeah, so obviously nothing officially announced yet, but that's uh, according according to Jane, he's pretty confident that um, like five days ago he said that's probably coming. So that's okay. cool. Super confident. Um, maybe maybe they're gonna they're gonna fine him for leaking for leaking that. Um, give slap him with an old fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Knows? Um, we move on to probably my favorite piece of news this week. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion announced their Fusion Arena. They, uh, they're flexing their Comcast money, Joe, with <laughs> what looks like the, the most futuristic, beautiful arena. It reminds me a lot of, uh, being from Detroit, the sort of mock-ups of Little Caesars Arena when it first came out. Um, it did not look as good as the mock-ups in the end but it looks really cool uh for what we've got here it's like a sleek black and orange too like it looks so nice on the outside if you take a look at it this is this is a great piece of news by the way for an audio form uh, <laughs> podcast it's true it's true <laughs> i i would love to have some video here uh, but joe as a fusion fan i think it's time for you to invest move to philadelphia um and clearly almost yeah, almost live in this arena if you can. Um, if you, <laughs> or live by get an apartment right next to it. It's it's time, Joe. I guess, yeah. But yeah, they said uh, th- thirty five hundred seats, fifty million dollars of construction. Uh, it's looking really nice. So they've got a, a video. Uh, it was probably they've posted several things by now, but we're we're both looking at a video that they uh, they posted. It's gonna be good. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, apparently it's not supposed to come out until uh, like 2021 uh, or early 2021. So it'll be a little bit late for season two, but or season it's, three, it's, or season three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it'll also be late for season two. Yes, it will be. Yeah, you you, you were saying a true statement, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's gonna be real cool. And you know, if uh, lots of other teams, you know, ideally are able to pick up that same sort of thing, it's gonna be real cool. Yeah, um, I, I really hope that this this uh, stadium fills up because it looks super cool. Um, it's definitely bigger. It has more seats than Blizzard Arena, and we know that doesn't fill up all the time. Um, but that's because it's on. Sometimes it's on Thursdays. Uh, it's sometimes it's on work days. Sometimes there's some terrible games that Los Angeles people just don't care about. They they mainly care about the LA teams. So. Um, maybe, maybe we'll see the Philly fans come out strong, uh, and there will definitely be less games played in this arena too. Um, what else? Uh, they, they have, they're going to practice in there. Um, and it's, I think the location's fantastic because in Philadelphia, they have sort of all their sports arenas together. Um, and the, the Philadelphia Fusion will be joining uh, the Phillies, the Flyers, the 76ers, uh, and the Eagles, all in that area. Um, they are sports now, Joe. They are sports. <laughs> they are sports. We all are sports. We are sports. Um, yeah. I, I, I would... <laughs> 
<laughs> that just, I don't know why that, I, it reminded me of EA Sports. Every time I mention eSports to a family member, of course, they're like, what is EA Sport? What, you're working for EA Sports? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of topic. Um, I feel like we always have a piece of news like that. After like a big win, it always comes out like, wow, they won and this was happening the whole time. And in this situation, wow, Vancouver won, and Seoman Sue had a broken thumb the whole time. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, I'm on my mouse right now, and uh, I'm wondering what my thumb would be doing. My thumb would be, I have melee bound to one of my mouse keys, so I'd probably have to... To like unbind because that that's the only thing my thumb does is melee people um and it depends on which thumb it was too whether it was oh yeah true his left it, thumb if, or his right thumb if it's my left that's my jump button and yeah that that's not good <laughs> yeah if you, if you try to move your mouse with four fingers that's actually kind of difficult yeah true <laughs> wow someone sue mvp never mind i take back axel this guy's amazing <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty... I, I like those those stories. I also... Um, injuries in esports, you know? They happen. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Broken thumb. Dang. Uh, hopefully he gets better, because that can that can definitely affect you. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe my analysis is going to be different now. San Francisco Shock, they're actually not too good. Vancouver was just... Just playing down because they had a broken thumb on their Zarya, if you ask me. Yeah, they're just trying to go to... They're intentionally going to eight maps. Or seven maps, whatever it was. <laughs> they usually do like going to eight maps, um, Vancouver. But yeah. this time they didn't want to. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a little cool, cool news. Joe, you're the patch man. And there was a PTR patch. It's so true. I feel like you, you, you should... You should probably, this isn't as big as 1.34, luckily. 1.35. Eventually, they'll have to go to 2. But right now, it's just 1.35. Um, several changes here. Starting with Junkrat. Uh, frag Launcher, that's his primary fire projectile speed increased from 20 to 25. Um, and the grenades now bounce less and explode sooner. Um, and essentially, that means that... Um, they said they've they've changed it so that the arc of his grenades is the same, which is kind of nice. Um, but you'll be able to aim a little bit better um, as you, your projectiles are a little bit faster, um, and uh, they'll they'll hang around a little bit less, which will make it a little bit less annoying to die to, um, you know, general grenade spam just because they were grenades that you happened to walk into. Uh, so that's helpful. Uh, you, you know, a little bit of increase. Um, to like the aim um, capacity for Junkrat is, um, you know, I'm sure people will appreciate that. Especially people who play against Junkrat. <laughs> uh, Reaper, um, we've, you know, basically, uh, there have been several Reaper changes here recently, and we've been saying, you know, that uh, Shadow Step really is a weakness uh, for Reaper, you know, who cares about his lifesteal? That when he has an entire ability that you can't use, that's a problem. Um, so this is sort of attempting to fix that. Shadow Step now can be used uh, while Reaper is in the air, uh, especially falling, but also jumping. Um, time to exit Shadow Step reduced from one second to half a second. Uh, Reaper is now invisible for the entire time it takes to exit Shadow Step, um, and Reaper can now teleport onto surfaces that would usually break, like railings. Uh, so it's it's a faster motion, it's a more accessible motion. Um, uh, the invisibility part, um, I believe what I've seen uh, from it being done is that your little um, ghostly tendrils, whatever, of the spot that you're teleporting to uh, are still visible, uh, but Reaper himself is not. Um, and so basically that'll prevent you from being headshot um, like as soon as you... Um, come out of invulnerability. I assume that's what that's um, intended to do. Um, but it does then obviously allow you a little bit of counterplay so that you're not just randomly actually teleporting behind people, uh, nothing personnel kid, and uh, Beyblading to victory. 
So, uh, but yeah, so that makes, uh, there's, uh, if you've seen on Reddit, there's tons of Reaper jumps now that you can do, you know, hurl, hurl yourself off the map and um, shadow step around the corner uh, where your enemies won't expect you. So that's kind of cool. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, so just, uh, you know, a little bit more versatility for that uh, ability is good. Uh, is it going to be great? Uh, who knows? Probably not, but... <laughs> It, it, it's you know, Reaper will definitely take what he can get. I think, yeah, um, that's that's for sure. Any DPS here will take what they can get. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. uh, speaking of which, Symmetra's uh, teleporter um, now, like Reaper Shadow Step, uh, can be placed uh, on a railing or the will not be blocked by a railing or other breakable objects. Um, some more things with a little bit of. Um, help there i guess um yeah. the biggest buff in this patch you can now set your victory pose choice to random oh uh, so they're, i know i'm gonna be... have to nerf that they're gonna have to nerf that <laughs> yeah I, I know i will definitely be doing that because i already had my highlight intros on random so uh, you can also now set your career profile uh so that only your current group can view it which is kind of nice on uh, sort of a, a midway between open profiles and completely private profiles um so that's kind of cool i guess yeah hopefully uh, people use that i know people don't like the private <laughs> profiles so hopefully we get now that we have an in-between maybe that'll help yeah uh lots of hero bug fixes notably um if you've seen on reddit recently um that may had weird interactions with her ally healing abilities um that some would affect her while she was in ice block and some would not uh, with this PTR patch, now she can be healed by every single ally healing ability while she is in ice block. Uh, so it's really actually a buff to May. Um, it, it's not you know listed as a hero change, but uh, but that is you know a, a buff for her, which is cool. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's about some map bugs, bug fixes too, which is nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's that. And then there was actually a second patch um, like two days later uh, with not tons of changes. But uh, let's see. Doomfist uh, Seismic Slam can now target through railings. So same thing, making railings a little bit less significant um, uh, for that sort of thing. Ice Wall, Teleporter, and Shadow Step uh, from May, Symmetra, and Reaper are now... Uh, quote, easier to place on thin surfaces and less jittery when placing while moving around. So, uh, I guess that's a good thing if you're a, a May or a Reaper or Symmetra player. Um, and the people who use Teleporter now will continue to look in their current viewing direction. Hmm. As opposed, I assume, to the direction that you are facing when you place it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but, so that's a thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so small PTR patch, um, not you know nothing like 1.34, and they'll probably be um, you know 1.36 hopefully before um, stage two comes out or before stage three comes out. But yeah, um, yeah a little bit of a junkrat aim change, Reaper buffs, um, Rail railing nerfs, railing nerfs, <laughs> fun stuff like that. Railings finally got nerfed. Can't believe it. Nerf railings. <laughs> They're so OP. Uh, yeah, thank you, Patchman. Another great patch. Um, Hopefully, that's the goal. Yeah, it, it's just a small one. Uh, with I, these, these seem like some quality of life changes for teleport type abilities and yeah, for railing sure. stuff. Um, and junkrat buffs being like what feels like the only like stat buff kind of. Um, but yeah. That's a nice, a nice tiny little patch. Uh, I'm sure we'll get another biggish one towards the end of stage two, or I guess maybe, I don't know. The All Star breaks very long, so that could be. Oh yeah, that's true. That could be a different situation, actually. I forgot um, that existed. Yeah, that's like a month break, basically. Um, so, yeah, so they could do that towards maybe like All Star weekend maybe around there um they'll they'll release another patch uh and knowing knowing blizzard that's probably correct um <laughs> <laughs> uh 
it's probably going to be May when we get another big patch, knowing Blizzard. So, and we've got uh, archives Joe... coming up too at some point. Oh yes, yes we do. Um, events, events, baby. But yeah, this is that's all we got for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, next week we will be back with uh, some preview of some stage two games, but. Uh, our power rankings, Joe. We haven't had power rankings since the beginning of the season, and we will be updating them. Uh, I, I got to. Our episode is going to be soon now because we did it later this week. I got to yeah. get, got to get to writing my power rankings. Oh, that's true. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. Yes, of course. Yeah, Joe, Joe thought they would just magically be there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're going to be very, there's going to be a lot of changes because the last time we did it was at the beginning of the season. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing what we got show. Um, For sure. Yeah. And maybe we'll do a little, uh, alongside the power rankings, a little bit of a contenders pretenders type thing, uh, that I, I, I had mentioned. I, I wish we would have done that this week. God, I completely forgot about it. Um, like sort of go through all the top teams for example toronto defiant and then say are they actually a contender or are they a pretender classic sports talk um, hey, yeah <laughs> yes uh which i think would be a nice little segment but i'm excited for next week uh we get some we get a nice little break here in in overwatch but we're coming back with stage two and maybe the death of goats um thank you guys for listening if you want to follow us on our social medias, mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter account, at OnTheFlankShow. Uh, Joe makes some great graphics for that, tweets out our brackets, tweets out our MVPs, tweets out um, our picks. Uh, and next week, he'll be tweeting out our power rankings. Um, and and if you want to stay up to, up to date with the show, definitely follow us on twitter you can tweet at us any topics you'd let us like us to talk about as well you can email us on the flank show at gmail.com uh if you want to do more of a long form uh discussion and then uh you're listening to this in one way if you want to listen to it in a different way we're at on the flank.podbean.com on your internet browsers uh we're on my youtube channel which is john george uh best way to find that is go on my twitter because it's very hard to look up john george and find it on youtube if you're a, an iPhone user, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on iTunes. If you're an Android user, we are on Spotify, and we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Um, have a nice little off week, uh, and and be ready next week for some fantastic power rankings.